wake up, wake up, wake up, get your ass out of bed. In the morning, in the morning, morning. It's time to get the party started on the Abby Night Show. We're getting up close and personal with all your favorite celebrities on the hottest weekend party show in the city, the Abby Night Show. I'd like to welcome a man who needs no introduction, boxing champion Hector Camacho Jr. What's going on? Macho time. How you doing, Abby? It's great to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to speak to you today, learn a little bit about you and your journey. I know that uh, normally everybody always likes to dive into the nitty gritty and all the career questions and everything you got coming up, but... Over here, we like to get to know people a little bit. So since it's my first time speaking with you, I figured we we try to see what you're all about. So what's a typical day like for you? I mean, right now, I'm That's, sure it's it's pretty, pretty grueling, right? It's all day training. But, you know, I, I was raised in New York City. I'm a New Yorker. Uh-huh. Um, I came from the mean streets of New York. I came nice. under a famous father. When I was a young boy, my father was the macho man on TV. Everybody loved him. And, and I was young as that people were walking down the street. He was a point. I'm like, oh, that's Camacho Jr. I was asked for autograph when I was young. You know, can I take a picture? I come from that kind of lifestyle. Um, traveling back and forth to my father's fights. Seeing a lot of things were young. But mm-hmm. the negative side of it was, you know, after all the highlights and cameras are gone, I go back to the hood where I raised that, where I'm from, my family raised me from. So it kept my foot on the ground. So, you know, I came to New York City. I came with that ambition, being want to be a star, want to be a fighter. Um, was raised in a boys club because in New York, the streets of New York, you know, was doing that time with drug and fest, a lot of crimes. So my family keep me out of trouble. They kept me in a boys club, which fit well for me. That's mm-hmm. why I learned to play with my sport, my basketball, my football, baseball. I'm an all-around athlete. Nice. Um, yeah, and boxing was something I didn't want to do, but to keep me out of trouble, my mother pushed me. It wasn't my father. My mother pushed me to become a boxer stay out of trouble. And plus to defend myself, and me being Camacho Jr., I just get picked on now. You follow Camacho, Camacho, you know how to fight? Let's fight. Let's fight. I always get that. So to defend mm-hmm. myself, I went to boxing. But typical life for me is wake up in the morning, go jogging, come back, spend time with my wife, my family, my kids. You know, that's life for me. As I get older, mm-hmm. my life kind of, you know, it gets more boring as we get older, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to stay home now. But the new hanging out, stay home for me. That's the new fun, stay home. Right. Nothing. <laughs> that's life. That's life. <laughs> I love it. That's a, you know, it's so funny when I hear people say that because I'm like, wow, that's kind of been my life for a while now. Like the pandemic happened and it didn't change too much for me. Um, so it's it's always uh, really fun hearing people speak about it in that way. Um, but it's nice. It's quality time with the family. Um, definitely different from being in a fast paced lifestyle on the go all the time. Because um, now I'm sure I mean, you don't really get to travel that much. So even if you wanted to be out, you can't really jet set too many places these days, yeah. even within the country. So what's something unexpected that most people don't know about you? I mean, we all know you're a fighter. We know what your dad did. I mean, three times world champion kind of speaks for itself, right? But what's something most people don't know about you? Oh, I like to give back. I- I'm a Muslim and faith. Mm. I say it's a problem. I'm going through Ramadan right now. I love giving back. That's something I love doing from young. 
when I was a kid, man, you know, me being who I was, Camacho Jr., I had to go to the neighborhood, I had to buy all the kids' ICs, who oh, ice cream, I had to buy all the kids' ice cream. So that was in my nature, to give back to help people out. That's something I love to do is give back in charity, always work with kids and work with the youth. Mm-hmm. That's something that thrives me That's in beautiful. life. Um, I'm still, I'm still my Latino self. I like my music, loud music. You know, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm still me. But um, throughout the years, I've changed. I guess that's maturing. Like mm-hmm. I said, staying home with a new cool right now. Or yeah. going out, you going out there? You going to hang out? You be hanging out? Go to a restaurant, and eat. That's the new cool for me now. As I get me older, but um, Chavi, I'll say something people know about me. That I love giving back and helping out the kids. I'm always looking, giving, helping hands, no matter who it is. You know. Yeah, that's that's such a beautiful thing to be able to give back. I, I always feel like whether it's in a big way or a small way, knowing that you can make a difference in someone else's day or their life in a positive way is always amazing. It's it's I feel Especially like the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Social media with all these things going on in the world and people to be someone who they not and you know the pressure and you know and then trying to be cool. You never mm-hmm. know what the next person's going through in life. You don't. And the the funny thing is a lot of people, they hide behind a smile. So it's hard to tell. So I, I love that. I love that you, you take so much pride in giving back. That's a really beautiful thing. I love that. Um, also, I, I mean, good karma. huh? Good karma. I believe in good karma, you know? Definitely good I, karma. I say as a Muslim, is the way of life. You do good, you get good. But, you know, it's basically the yeah. same thing down to good karma. You do good karma, you get good back good, you know? Says a lot about you, though, because a lot of people might preach about it, but not really do it. And I, I feel like, um, you know, the best part about giving is is it's something that really should come from the heart. You know, nowadays with social media, everybody likes to do something for a camera. So it's yeah. it's beautiful to be able to see people just giving back, especially when you come from a lifestyle in entertainment, you know, because you always feel like you're kind of under a magnifying glass. Someone always has something to say about you. So to do something in such a selfless way that is still so gratifying for you, I think speaks a lot to your character as an individual. Um, And, you know, the music thing, I definitely figured that was coming because uh, I've seen your little entrances that you do with your little shimmy and your little salsa dance moves, you know, Little shimmy, shimmy that's here and there. That's just the Latino in me, you know? That's just the Puerto Rican I am. You know? Right. So, Anytime uh, I've seen that, I'm from Spain. So I'm like, okay, I can bust a little stuff too. Okay, oh, here we go. <laughs> I love that. That's so dope. Um, okay, so looking back on your life, if you could freeze one moment in time, what would it be and why? Um, I could freeze one moment in time. I guess in the younger days, because, you know, when we young, we didn't really appreciate staying home with our family, our grandparents who passed away. Mm-hmm. And being around our family court, you know, when we young, we just want to play with our friends, we want to go out hang out with our friends, you know, I forget the family. I wish I could freeze back to that time, because I think we lost during that time, during that era. We lost our being home with the family. Even though we're going through it now through COVID, yeah. you know, pre-COVID, whatever not, but just those times when we were young. And absorb all the knowledge from the older people around the house and become a better person. All the advice they used to give me, I had to push it aside. And I wish I could have the advice now, you know? Yeah. Make me a better person in life. So those kind of things I wish I could feed back to. Especially in my younger days, I love the feedback my teenage days. Those are the best things in anybody's life. Mm-hmm. High school days, you know? Yeah. The good times, right? The good yeah, old I times. Be, I, don't, I don't regret nothing. I think life... 
it's just a learning experience. Your life is learning, you know, but you fall to the bottom. Yeah. It's still a learning process. Yeah, it sure is. Can you say that at this point in your life, you're fulfilling your life purpose, you think? Yes, yes. At my, I'm, I'm 43 years old. I had a great boxing career. I had a great life under the shadow of my father. I'm living, I don't say, well, let me say the light. I mean, the shadow, the light, the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, at my age now, 42, it's like if you, you know, young kid, you, you dream of being a baseball player. You wish you could, you know, the last inning, you bang up, you, win, you hit the winning home run, you win the game. If you're a basketball player, you're going to take the last shot. At my age of 42, I find a legend. Julio Cesar Chavez, a man who beat my father, one of the best fighters ever, who made it to 89 wins, no losses, one of the best Mexican fighter ever. And at my age of 42, I'll be fighting come June 19. So I'm living my dream right now, you know? And it's a blessing. I mean, how many actually people can live their dream, you know? Yeah. I'm a dream chaser. Yeah, that is. And I follow my dreams, you know? Yeah. You've been following your dreams, and it's kind of like you're you're living the ultimate dream. Because you get to yes. really fulfill what you love on a daily basis, which is so cool. I don't, you know, everybody can't say that. A lot of people get up and punch a clock, and they, they don't get to really live their their life as passionately. And I feel like that's so much more rewarding too. It's a lot of hard work in it, though. A lot of dedication. <laughs> yeah, punching the clock also takes off living our own dreams. We live in somebody else's dream. Right. So you know, yeah. It's tough. It's a blessing also to do what you want to do. Yeah. Do what you love is a blessing. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best part is about being a family man now? Obviously, you say you're living the boring life at home, you know, doing the family quality time thing. But uh, what's the best part about being a husband and a dad? Well, being a husband, the best thing is real love, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that fake love down the streets or... Keep in love, you know, genuine, uh, beautiful wife, yeah. Michael Welsh, Camacho, been for 13 years. I got two beautiful daughters, one 22, who made me a grandpa. <laughs> so, and I have a little one that's eight, Sophia Camacho. It's just being a man for them and being a role model. I think that's the biggest pride, you know, be able to give back and change their lives, you know? Yeah. Give them a better life. And that's, that's like the best reward in family, you know? Everything I'm doing now, I'm doing for them. It's not really for me no more, you know? I have my eye. I was young. I made my money. I made my millions. I spend it. I live life. I party. Now I'm doing it for them. Right. What a way to live, huh? Looking back, it's got to be so crazy. I I, I can't complain. It's pretty cool. Like, looking back, it's got to be crazy for you. Almost kind of like deja vu in a way. Like, man, as a kid, did I ever see myself being able to truly fulfill all these different things? And then you finally live through it. And now looking back, it's like, wow, like this has really been my life. That's cool. No, you ever feel like I cool? God is great. Yeah. God is great. You know? I, I, I feel cool at time. I don't like to show it. Right. I just stay humble. Yeah. Be hungry. Yeah. That's the best way to do about yourself. You know, stay cool, stay low key, you know? I'm sure your when girls think you're I super cool, though. Yeah, she does. She does. My family thinks so too. My daughter do too. You know, you know. Aww. I'm more with the cameras. More with the cameras on me. They think I'm cool. <laughs> but you know, when you're home. They want to boss me around. I get bullied. Yeah, clean this, clean that. They ain't the same treatment at home. <laughs> you're like, wait she, a minute. <laughs> Did you just yeah, see like, me on TV last man. night? Like, what you mean? Yeah. I'm the man. Like, <laughs> you want you me to go clean some dishes? You're not gonna throw the garbage on now. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that good old family life. That is amazing. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's so you funny. Know, I, I'm, I'm huh? like the only boy growing up, I grew up with all females. Yeah. I grew up with my grandmother, my two aunts, and my mother. So we were four females in the house. I was the only boy, so you know. I, I came out I came out pretty good. A little needy. My father would say, You're gonna be a little sissy, you're gonna be a wussy. You know, I grew up with females. Like I was uh-huh. you know, always the of course, clean type, you know, organized, you know. So keeping the house nice, right? What's yeah. what's considered yeah, yeah. the stereotype of not the typical super manly man? I think that's awesome, though. Women love qualities yeah, yeah. like that in a man. I tell you, it's like the new sexy and these days. Can, yeah, I picked up a lot of things on female. You know, the motion, the hand movement, when they play with their hair, the little things. <laughs> you know, I, I picked up a lot. And it helped, it helped me in my game. Believe me, my game was on point because of that. Oh, I bet it was. I'm like, what? <laughs> Attractive, successful man with all these great qualities. Psh, I can't even imagine what your younger years were like when you had just stepped into your success. Psh, the stories you oh, could man. probably tell. Crazy. Oh, man. Oh, man. But don't worry, we're not going to get into that. When I, when I give my young kids, I talk to them about that in life. You know, yeah. like, you know, you see young kids walking with a gray, bro. The outside, but then put the gray, you know, when you walk down the street, you stay on the outside. The girls on the inside. You know, I explain to them the different things, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fun doing that. You know, it's just fun giving back in those kind of ways, man. Yeah, you know, um, there's a, a few adult men that I have encountered over the years that could really use those lessons, too. <laughs> so I'm just saying. It's yeah, not... We, uh... yeah, we, we truly forget that. It's that, that macho ass machismo. It's not about yeah. that, man. It's about being a, being a G. Not, not being a G's a gangster, being a G's a gentleman. Yeah, exactly. back in my days, those gangsters were gentlemen back in my days. You know, they hold the door for a female. I used to look up to guys like that, old school guys. You know, I still do it. Hold the door. You know, I'm in the elevator. I take my hat off, female coming. I come from that old school days. You know, you don't see that no more. Nah. I love to share that wisdom to you, the kid, the youth. Yeah, bro. You know, but that is amazing. I'm telling you. And you know what's funny about that is that the kids don't always see it as like the cool thing. But women, like grown women, look at that and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a man right yeah. there. So that's. You gotta put the kid, like, you see, like, for example, you tell a kid, hold the door. Get to the backside. You know, it helps. You look at the backside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they go quick to the door at that point. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I'm going to tell my friend that they uh, they have a teenage son, and I'm sure they're going to get a great kick out of that. That's good. I never thought about it in that way. See, that's that man, <laughs> that manly way of thinking. <laughs> I get it now. I get the door holding thing. I love it. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Hector. So make sure you guys don't go anywhere. You're listening to Abby on the Abby Nights Morning Show for the 105.9 FM. And we're back with Macho Time. I'm so excited. Having a great conversation. Huh? It's Macho Time. It's Macho Time. It's always Macho Time, especially next yeah, month. We've been talking That's about right. your your life as a family man and uh, little bits and pieces about your career. But I mean, you've cultivated an incredible career thus far. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, out of your fights, what, what do you have? Like pff, under 10 losses? I mean, I somewhere like wins. 32 knockouts? Yeah, 59 wins, six losses, about 30-something knockouts. Yeah. But you know what the suck part about it? You have a famous father who's a boxing legend a boxing icon. Yeah. You can never live up to that shadow, no matter what you do in life. And, you know, going to boxing, 
I didn't want to become better than my father. I don't become this world champion. I want to be known for myself. Right. Hector Camacho Jr. But when I was walking down the street, I was looking at stuff. Well, that's Camacho's son, Camacho's son. I didn't like that. I want to be known for myself. And that's mm-hmm. why I got into boxing, you know, for myself. And I believe I achieved that in 2001 when I was HBO main event, HBO main event, my father fought on my undercard. That was my world title fight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a great career and part of it, thank God. But I'm um, more satisfied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be after June 19th, after I beat Chavez, the man who beat my father. Then I, I, I'd say, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I accomplished all the accomplishing boxing. That's going to be the peak, huh? Right there. Because I'm sure it's been yeah, a lot of pressure having to live up to just the name alone. You know what? Going into boxing, I'd tell him put that pressure to the side. It's mm-hmm. not a shadow. It's a light. It's a blessing. At the same time, people recognize the name. Yeah. At the same time, you got to live up to it, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be the best person I could be as a person. Outside the ring, inside the ring. Right. And just, that, that's just what it is, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of respect attached to the name, too. I mean, yes. even coming in as, as a fighter, because it's, I mean, look, I can't box to save my life. I would love to. I grew up um, around gyms, and I became pretty cool with um, uh, a man named, uh, his last name was Romo. And uh, he was really incredible. He fought for a while professionally as well. And um, I used to watch him train different guys. And I thought just a whole new found respect for the sport. Because a lot of times you see what you see on TV, but the work that goes into preparing even just for a single fight, what do you think is the most challenging part about having a career in such an intense field? Because it's, it's rewarding yeah, when I'm, you have your peak I'm moments, right? It, hmm? I'm glad you say that. There's things that people don't see. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, I'm a fighter who's, who I can say not disciplined, but I do bounce up in weight. Like, you know, I fight, I fight at a certain weight class I love to eat. I'm Puerto Rican. I love my rice and beans. Okay, so listen. Up, I'm right up, there with you. I go up in weight. <laughs> and to come yeah. back down in weight, it, it's, a, it's a job, man. People don't see that part. Non-stop. I got to sacrifice myself. I can't even want to eat. I get busy sometimes in the gym for working out and have no food in my soul. I got to pass out, you know. People don't see that hard work in there. It's yeah. not easy. Boxing is something tough, but it's all, it's all mental. It's mental. You gotta want to do it. You gotta push yourself. Like anything in life, nothing's easy. You gotta push for it. But boxing, that that, that part is the tough part. People just see the night of the fight, but they don't know what you go through. The wears and tears in your body, the, the 10, the 4 o'clock in the morning, wake up, the running 10 miles, the 8 miles in the morning, you know, coming back, can't eat that much, you just, you know, certain things. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. And a lot of that you're not just doing in like some shorts in a tank top or shirtless. I mean, a lot of times you guys are in full on sweatsuits. Sometimes you'll you'll have you'll be wrapped underneath the layers. It's uh, it's intense. I mean, do you think, though, that having to put yourself through this because a lot of people wouldn't even be able to withstand a small fraction of what you go through just to prepare for a single fight? So forget the whole career, just one fight. Do you think that it's it's given you a stronger understanding of yourself or some sort of like an elevated consciousness as far as like your your limits and your capacity just body wise physically because I mean you push yourself to crazy limits just to prepare for that. I've been do I you know 
As I get older, it gets tougher. You know, it's tough mm-hmm. as I get older. When I was young, I had to go ahead, jog an hour, lose five pounds, and go to the gym, have the energy, and work out hard, and lose another five pounds. And, you know, now as I get older, it's tougher. So I do things smarter, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a lot of little things come along with it. Now I'm getting help from the doctors. So I'm getting help from nutritionists and I had a good team behind me. So now we're changing a little more, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, with the wear the tears on the body, man, you know, 42 years old, I shouldn't be tired of much. I've been retired. But you know, coming back, you know, the money's good and I have to give my kids a better life. Right. Um, and I still think, I, you know, I still have it. I'm a yeah. fighter who hasn't been beat up a lot. You know, you've seen that. I have no marks on my face, no cuts, no injuries, you know, but the wears and tears in your body do play a part, you know, it does play a part, especially boxing. It's a brutal sport, man, you know? And you know the sad thing about boxing, Abby? Hmm. By 90% of fighters end up broke. We don't have no retirement plans. Yeah. We don't have no health insurance. We have nothing. No 401k, 401k plan. We have nothing in boxing. So if you didn't invest your money after all these years in boxing, you retire broke. You know how sad it is to get a job at the age of 44 and don't know what to do? You're like, what's my life going to be? It's scary. Very. Very. And a lot of people don't think about that. It's all about the showmanship and what you see on the screen and on TV. You know, what I've always found to be really mind blowing is that people look at public figures or celebrities, right? Successful individuals like yourself, and they forget that you guys are people. You're just a human being. And, uh, you know, (laughs) it's just, I don't know. It's just really crazy to me because there's behind the celebrity you're still a person, you know, you still have your life and you still have your regular things you go through just like everybody else. And I'd, I've never understood why in a lot, I think in the the sports world, on the professional side of things, there's really no plan to prepare for retirement. It's just all about w- whatever your stats are presently. That's crazy. No, it is crazy, but at least the baseball have a union I believe basketball have a union. Boxing like the only sport we don't have nothing. And you know, I I preach a lot to young fighters. I go to the gym and talk to young fighters. Invest your money, brother. You know how to market yourself. You know, mm-hmm. do this, invest. You know, get insurance for your hands. Little things. Because you know, it's sad. Boxing is a tough sport, man. It's a dirty business. Yeah. While you hot, they love you. But when, but you when fall, you're not, they get it back. Turn it back. Mm-hmm. And the people get around you, they leeches. They suck on you for your money. Yep. So if you don't have a good team behind you, they're going to suck you dry. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Sport, but I love it. I love it. It's a hurt business, but I love it. It's, I was going to say, it's literally like 99% is all mental all the way around. From your yeah. team, building your team, from the preparation process to the actual fight. I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't wrap my brain around... Um, what you go through preparing for it just because i know the mental toll it takes it makes you stronger but the build-up to it it's got to break you have to have points where you get like super broken down then you get back up and you're like oh yeah it's about to go down um what's what's been your most cherished career memory i mean you've you've had a lot of really great moments uh i'll say this one man and i'm 42 years old i i say this is the best one I get to fight a living legend in his country. I fight in a soccer stadium. We we expect about sixty thousand fans in Mexico. And they're all rooting against me. <laughs> so this <laughs> this be D fight, you know, yeah. D fight. I go out there and show off. But you know, I'm thankful for every opportunity I got in boxing. 
my first fight, the doubleheader of my father, for the USA Boxing Network on TV, my first fight. That was a blessing to be able to fight my fight with my father on the same show. Then I went back, I fought me, my father, my uncle, who's a pro fight world champion as well. We fought the same show together. So I, I had some great memories in boxing. Um, but this this by far passed everything. I found a true legend. I'm building my own identity. It might be my last fight. Um so this 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 the one. Talk this about coming one. full yeah. circle, huh? Yeah, you know what? And you know, I can't say my whole career was happy and nappy because there were times that I couldn't get a fight. You know, my big name. Yeah. But they'll try to lowball me. Now, I'm not one of the five do it for I go to ring for, for money. No. Opportunity. And it was hard getting fights for a while, but I kept the faith. I kept the faith that one day I'll be back on time. One day I get my opportunity once again. And I kept on sticking with it. I kept on training, kept on jogging. Here I am. You know, opportunity knocking on the door and I'm ready. Ready. One more month. One more month and it's going down. I can't wait to talk about, about it. Seven weeks, man. I can't wait, man. You know, I can't wait to after the five a big meal, a nice piece of steak and have, you know, a party, man. Like Everything. You know? Everything you couldn't oh, have man. for so many months. Believe <laughs> in California, we I gotta stay grounded. Right. <laughs> you said not today, not this year. In two months. Hit me back year. up in two months, yeah. right? We're gonna have a late yeah. celebration. I love it. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Hector Camacho Jr. to talk a little bit about this fight he's got coming up. Make sure you guys don't go anywhere. You're listening to Abby on the Abby Nights Morning Show for the 1059 FM. And we're back. With Hector Camacho Jr. I mean, I'd say Macho you're a superstar. Time. Yeah. Um, what a career. Crazy. What a life you've had. So many blessings. I mean, coming into this fight, I know it's a big deal for you, right? You're talking about your legacy, your father's legacy. It's a lot on the line for this, right? I feel like more so just in principle for you. Um, what can What can people expect out of you in this fight? I mean, there's, like you said, you're going to Mexico, right? And, uh, you know, everybody's not rooting for you over there. Yes, yes. You know, um, I got a father legacy. I don't need my legacy. I got my father's name on the line. You know, I'm defending his name as well. The mm-hmm. guy who beat my father. And I mean, what keeps me going is the opportunity. I know after this might be my last fight. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Julio C. Chavez's last fight. Um... That's a big I deal. Came box, I came back to boxing help out. After this fight, I'm looking forward to going back to my wife's country, Panama, open mm. a boxing gym for the kids, get the kids out of trouble, get them off the streets, open academy, you know, after yeah. school program. So that, that that's something that drives me. But this is the fight that put my name up there with the big names. Oh, my father's name, the Chavez names, you know, the big names. So I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's not easy. I'm not going to Lions Den. But hey, I'm busting my chops here in, in training camp. I'm going through the hard work. I'm going through everything. Getting dizzy, not feeling good, pushing myself, my legs. So not so long I would jog. I was, and when I got home, my whole socks, I was bleeding from my foot in the bottom. I was, oh, I took my socks off. I mean, it's hurting from my, you know, I took a shower. Damn, my feet hurt. But it's part of it, you know? It's yeah. for a mission, for a goal. The preparation, yeah. To be Every ready. Day. I'm not trying to lose to no man at 58 years old. He's 58 years old. He's a poppy. He's mm-hmm. a grandfather of mine. <laughs> so, you know, I'll be snapped off the rest of my life if I look bad, you know? Right. So that's the person that pushes me as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, when um, 
you know, when, when you have these fights, because like we've talked about, you've had some great moments. What goes through your mind when you're in the middle of a fight? Are you just focused on the task at hand, right? So whoever your opponent is, or do you find that, that your mind goes to a different space to keep you focused on what you're doing? Because there's such yeah, a big mental you, play. I'm in, I'm in another zone. I'm in another mm. zone completely. You know, I'm alert what's going on, who's in the corner. My wife's sitting over there. My daughter's sitting over here. My father's... I know what's going on. I'm in another zone. I'm in another world, you know? Um, it's hard to explain. Because on my mind, just kill, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, get him, get him, get him, get him. That's just my mindset. Mm-hmm. But... um. It's a little bit different because it's an exhibition. Even though it's personal, it's an exhibition. I finally got 58. So I don't have that ambition as kill, 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 but rather look good. Right. Right. So, it's a whole different a way different of fighting, way. too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's so exciting. I can't wait for this fight to go down. It's going to be such an incredible moment in your life, in your career. I just, I, like, where is June 19th? It needs to be here like now. And I'm sure mm-hmm. what what's going to be. So you said you're going to have steak. What what else are you going to have as your <laughs> your celebratory me- meal? Because um, I like eating, too. So I know what that's like when you got to deprive yourself to get right. Is there like a particular yeah. dessert or a dish that you're like, this yeah. is all me as soon I, as I, I come out? Person. I love my cheeseburgers. I love my little wine. I, I mean, I, I like my little things that I can have now. That I gotta um, take off, but when it comes, no holds barred. Everything's included. Cheesecake, give me that too. What? You, give me that too. What? I take that Everything. as well. Like, it's, it's one of those, man. It's one of those. For nice week or so, you know, take a vacation and celebrate with my family. You know, pass, yeah. punch the passport, go to another country, and just enjoy life. That's what I'm looking forward to. You know, my family like we made it. This celebration party. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what happens. I'll definitely be cheering you on. June 19th, you guys, make sure you're you're tuned in for that. Yeah, it's same. a pay-per-view fight. Pay-per-view it's going to be crazy. Fight TV. Yeah. Uh, TV. You know beautiful thing about everything? Huh. After this fight, I get to be a husband. I get to be a father full time. After this fight, I get to be tired, you know, and I get to enjoy life. The other side, enjoy my grandpa's side, you know, having a grandkid and Still raising my daughter, like something that my wife. How amazing she is that? Share, she got to share with me. She got to share with the boxing world. You know, we're traveling. We're going over here without them. You know, now I get to spend full time with them now. God willing, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. You know, being me. Oh, I, I know like, they're looking forward to it, to having yes. you full time. What? That's a whole yeah. different way of enjoying life. You live life differently. And get in my pockets. And get in my pockets. I, mean, yeah. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> get in my pockets. I already know. <laughs> <laughs> all the good things, all the joys of life. I, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to come and, and chat with me in Sacramento and allow us to get to know you a little bit better and wish you nothing but luck. We know you're going to do your thing at this fight. And uh, hopefully we'll get to chat with you soon. Abby, I appreciate you. If anybody messages, give me a call. I'm, I'm just a couple steps away. I'm going to let them know it's macho time. Y'all mess with me, it's macho time. time. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you, Abby. Thank you for the interview. No, absolutely. Thank you so much. In the building, man.
What's Poppin' Talks fam? You can now listen to our show on demand to keep up with our latest shows, some of our favorite moments, and exclusive interviews. Make sure you head over to iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.